Shalom, Israel. Shalom. I want to welcome everyone to King James Bible University. I'm Elder Michael Johnson with the Lost Sheep of Israel. I'm uh, starting a little bit earlier today. I'm trying to check because we have moved over to another um, to another system. So I'm just trying to make sure that everything is uh, good on here. So if you guys can just give me a minute. And it seems as it is not. So I'm just trying to make sure that everything is uh, good on here. Let me see. Uh, it says it's streaming. So let me go back. And we just started a little bit early, as I said, because of the um, the new system that we put together and actually we changed locations and a few other things that's going on. So we're starting early, just a couple of minutes, just to make sure everything is good. And now I see everything is pretty good here. So we're um, going to be going through a teaching today, which demographics. We're looking at demographics and a lot of people actually teach this in many different ways. And what I'm saying is they, they like to do demographics as a whole. That's what I do, I do not do. I do not do demographics as a whole. Demographics is the, the silent assassin that they don't want you to know about. But they always do demographics as a whole to try to get you and throw you off the way. What am I saying? Demographics, you hear a conversation that nations as a whole, as I said. But as a nation, as one, Israelites, I will be teaching many, many people. And they're going to make many people, even today, even in this teaching, many of you guys going to get very uncomfortable. Why? Because we deal with truth here. And once we deal with truth, we're going to go within to this teaching. We're going to go within to the demographics. And we're going to get an understanding exactly what demographics is talking about. This is what we need to know. This is what we need to go through. This is what we need to make sure we understand demographics. So why? Because here's the population estimates, which is in America. It's 325,718,178 people. Technically, is registered in America as as Americans. However, are black or they want to count as African American accounts for thirteen percent, which is Israelites, but they like to use that name of the three hundred twenty five million seven hundred nineteen one hundred seventy eight people. So, technically speaking, it's about forty two million three hundred forty three thousand four hundred ninety three people is what they saying that are Israelites in America today. Now, we're being killed in plain sight. And what I'm saying, our young man is being killed justified for them being killed without question. I did a teaching before that was similar to this, but, it, but it's completely different. But this one here, they are killing us. And it's completely silent. So what am I talking about? We're going to look at some of this. Demographics. Okay, for... This silent killer 
we have to understand because for a nation, for a nation of people to sustain themselves, you have to have 2.1 children to 2.3 per family, meaning you need a, a child to replace the mother and the child to replace the father just to sustain it, not to make it grow, just to sustain the race, sustain the nation. So this is called sub-replacement or total fertility rate, which you you see people out there using a term called TFR, total fertility rate. So this is our issue for Israelites. This is the main issue. In short, it'll be going over some of the main problems on how we are blinded and that we even sinned against our most high God. This is one of the ways. Why? Because yeah, it's more ways than one. And what we are doing. What we are doing now. We going into Gentiles. As we going into Gentiles. This is what our problem to where we cannot do this replacement. So what is going on? So what we have done now. We had did the TFR. Or the total fertility rate. We have. An Israelite man, an Israelite woman, they normally have 1.8 children. That makes it impossible, impossible to sustain a nation. So within 50 years, we will literally be unable to maintain the repopulation in producing Israelite children within our own culture, within our own families. However, many have went outside the nation and started marrying what? Gentiles. Why is that? We're going to look at this, what the problem is. Now we have a Gentile marrying an Israelite, which the child is going to come out, which you're going to start hearing this term quite a bit because it's always in the Bible. But most people think a bastard child is somebody who is unmarried and had a child. That's not, that's not true, and that's not even the case in the Bible. A bastard child is actually a child of a mixed race. We're going to see this in scripture. Everything we're going to do, we're going to support because we're going to jump into the scriptures. <clears throat> After we get some of this down, we're going to start going through it and get a complete understanding of exactly what is going on. Because what they have done, they have spent this. So as we sin against God, we're not obeying the most high commandments, number one. And he commanded us to marry within our nation. So this is the doctrine of demographics. This is what we're going to go through. We're going to go through the meaning and the teaching of marriage. The law and commandments of the Most High which subjected us and he has told us, commanded us, and he's not asking us to do it. He has commanded us to do it. So we're going to look at the doctrine of this marriage. This is what we're going to see. This is what we're going to understand. This is what we're going to find out directly in Scripture. So as I said, it's going to be hard for many. It's going to be uncomfortable for many. But this is a doctrine that we need to make sure you clearly understand it. You clearly need to make sure your children understand this. So let's find out what's going on. Because this demographic scheme, they have they had totally made us go different from it. Because if you see where they actually is getting rid of a nation. But let's go through this. Let's start up at, <clears throat> well... First thing, well, well, I actually put this in there, but I wasn't going to actually use it. But you'll see how they actually weed, weed this out. If you look at the Israelite man and the Israelite woman, most most women who comes in or they're born from a um, from from 
from a um, a mixed union as is and coming out as a bastard child. Basically, what you're seeing, most most of the women will marry what they see of their father. That's typically the case, and most men do it opposite. When if it's a if it's one, and then they come into it and they come in as a mixed race, they literally will go into another Gentile woman, which in turn what they're doing is literally weeding you out. So let's go to the wisdom of Solomon. Let's get some understanding. <clears throat> so wisdom of Solomon four and one. It said, Better it is to have no children. Understand this. Better to have no children and to have virtue. So all he is saying here is better to have no children and to have false moral standards within yourself. We're going to find out exactly what he's talking about. For the memorial thereof is immortal because it is known with God and with men. This would be known by the Most High and having the children of a mixed nation also would be known by men. Write that completely down because we are going to get deep into that. This is what you're going to really start understanding. Wisdom of Solomon 4 3. We're going to move it down. By multiplying broad of the ungodly shall not thrive, nor take deep rooting from bastard slips, nor lay fast foundations. So, because the wings of the ungodly will not thrive, the mixed race of children will not be the foundation of the Most High. This is all he's saying here. This is the problem. This is what's going on. This is what we need to understand. Why? For though they flourish in branches for a time, yet standing not fast, they shall be shaken with the wind. Now, the wind is speaking of the spirit. And it says, for though the force of the winds, they shall be rooted out. So the spirit going to root them out anyway. This is the thing. This is why he's telling us we are not to do what he told us what to do. So we're going to look at, going to move down, verse 5. The imperfect branches, which is the bastard children, which just tells you right up at the top, shall be broken off, their fruit unprofitable, not ripe to eat, <clears throat> meat for nothing. So these children are mixed bastards, or what they're doing, they've broken off from Israel. Their fruit is not ripe, not keeping the commandments correctly. Bastards worshiping how they want. This is what started going on. This is what started happening. Because as we start going into other people, they worship in other gods and they started incorporating that as we're going to start going and we're going to start really understanding what is going on here. Verse six, for children begotten of unlawful beds are witnesses of the wickedness against their parents. <coughs> what is this saying? Begotten children of a lawful bed. These children are the witnesses and evidence of the sin of their parents when they stand before the Most High. Because it tells you that. So when their parents in in their trial. So they knew it was wrong, but they still did that it was wrong. Your child is a witness actually against you when you stand before the Most High. One of the main reasons, when you mix them with, with, with one and you worship one another, one, you got to still understand one thing. The Most High is a jealous God. So if he's a jealous God and he already told us something not to do, we have to make sure we following him, not sitting there following our own lust. So your children are going to be a witness against you. Now, you're going to have many going to sit there and say, well, 
I didn't know. That's that's on another teaching. But you're going to have many who knows. And you know, and you still continue to follow your lust of the flesh. You're going to find out exactly what's, what's going on. Because Exodus 30, 34 and 14, thou shalt worship no other God, little g, letting you know, for Yahweh, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. Why? What is he saying? Most people don't know what jealous actually means, and we're going to find out exactly what jealous actually means. Because the first, when you worship no other God, period. Or God is a jealous. Is it a jealous God? Jealous actually means he is intolerant of rivalries or unfaithfulness in covenant. Jealous. That's what that means. He is intolerant of rivalry or unfaithfulness. Many people always think, oh, he's just being jealous. No, you. that's intolerant. So we as a people, we have sinned against our God. Why? Because we was making covenants with other ones and we supposed to be in covenant with him. And we are making covenant with them. Verse 15. Least not make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land. Well, I deal with that in one second. And they go on horn after their gods and do sacrifice unto their gods and one call thee and eat thou sacrifice, eat of his sacrifice. So, we are going to worship. We are worship. Start worshiping other gods. We start worshiping Buddha, Vishnu, Baha faith. You even have this this one religion where they all join together called coexist, which is all just complete heresy. And they and they being respectful of false gods. You being false. You being actually respectful of of just idols. You being respectful of a of a just a plain piece of wood or a plain piece of metal. And you have been respectful. So when people sit there and ask you to be respectful of this, or you sit there and you stand and you and you pray all together with this, you actually giving respect to a piece of wood. This is the problem. Why? Because we have we have joined ourselves and made a covenant with the inhabitants of the land. We being respectful to that. Allowing this mess to go in your home, allowing this God to lay in your bed, whoring after other gods, eating things that is hateful to God, showing respect and disrespect to the creator that created all things. This is the silliness. Verse 16. And thou take of thy daughters and unto their sons, and their daughters go a whoring after their gods. You see that? You didn't gave your daughter to this Gentile. And he's worshiping this, this three-headed God. All equal in power. And the first thing they do is go a horn after that. But the only reason you gave it because he's well off. He's 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 set. He, you know, he, he he's well to do in this community. You take of their daughters unto their sons, and their daughters go a horn after their gods, and make thy sons go a horn after their gods. You, 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 you see the stupidness? But this is what we have done. This is what we have to blame ourselves for this. This is this is one of our problems. This is why you have 
many places <clears throat> won't go into this because we're going to deal directly with this because we are being rooted out on demographics. We're being rooted out and being assassinated, assassination and being assassinated of going in, of, of other nations, giving our daughters and giving our sons to other nations, allowing them to go horn after other guys. How? One thing, guys and ladies of wealth, allowing them to marry because of money and one guy. And then the worst part is they'll tell you they're a Christian. I'm a Christian. And that should have let you know right there. You should have put them out right then. Because they're calling themselves, I'm stupid. Because that's all it means. I have a teaching on that. Christian versus believers. You can go go over there. You can check it. You can see what it's about. But all scripture will be proven scripturally. So when even when they're saying they are a Christian, they're telling you I'm stupid. They can sit there and say whatever they want to say about it, but the meaning don't change on what Christian means. But that's all they're telling you. <clears throat> the Most High God, just as I said, has equal power. The Most High God tells you beforehand not to make a covenant with other nations. But I tell you what, when you see how you see when they go with it, and he's telling you not to make covenant with other nations, let's look at let's look at an example. Let's go over here to Genesis uh, 34 and 1. We're going to look at Dinah and what her brothers and what went on there and watch how this covenant which they thought was a covenant, watch how this changed. And Dinah, the daughter of Leah, which said, bear unto Jacob, which she bear unto Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. So she went out here to see what was going on because they had moved close to, to another community. So they was going out. So Dinah, the sister, she was, she was the sister of the 12 tribes. However, the sister time to share with her mother and two brothers. So she did share two brothers. Which I'm a, I'm a name of had a few other, but these are the two. One name is Simeon, the other name is Levi. We're gonna pay close close attention to them because this is what this is mainly about. Better known as instruments of cure cruelty. This is what they was known as. This is basically what they are about, meaning their swords are weapons of violence. And Homer the prince defiled his sister. Part of the problem. And what went on, we're gonna see. And when and when Shittim the son of Homer, the Hivite, prince of the country, saw her, he took her. See, most people think that he 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 grabbed her and or they got together and they was flirting with each other. See, this is what they will teach you on TV. This is what they'll make you think when you go into these Christian churches. This is what they'll sit there and make you think what went on. He took her. And lay with her and defiled her. But this is what they teach. They teach you the flip side. But he took her. So he took her without repercussion. However, others don't know the brother's name of Simeon and Levi. See, he don't know this. So the king defiled Dylan. So basically, that's what happened. He went out and he basically treated her like property. <clears throat> this is what happened. But let's understand these two brothers that we're going to get into. Because these two brothers we're going to get into, these are the ones you need to know about. 
Simeon and Levi, Genesis 49 and 5, Simeon and Levi are brethren. Instruments of cruelty are in their inhabitants. Understand what that means. They are instruments of cruelty. So you're going to get the moral of the story of one, one person can spoil an entire bunch. Not here, but in that land where they defiled her. That's the moral of the story. To be killed because one Israelite, as he said, if you hurt one of his little ones, it will be better that you would tie a soapstone around your neck and throw, it, throw yourself into the deepest parts of the sea. We're going to see this. So let's see what happens. Let's go back to Genesis 34, picking it up at 13. And the sons of Jacob answered Shittim and Homer, his father, deceitfully. Understand? Deceitfully. Who was it? Simeon and Levi. Now, the brother was there, but Simeon and Levi was the main one. If you read the whole story, you, you will see the whole story, but we're not going through the entire story because we need to see other parts. <clears throat> and it said, because she, because he defiled Dinah, their sister. So just letting you know, this is these two brothers that did it deceitfully. So Simeon and Levi, they answered the king. And, 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 and basically what he did, he sent on Israel. So you have people speaking in movies talking about this was a love story. We're going to see this was not a love story because the, the king and the, and the prince didn't even bring Dinah back. They kept her at the, at the palace because he wanted to keep her a certain way. They're treating her like she was property. Treating her that they can do whatever they want to do with women. But let's find out what went on. Verse 14. And they said unto them, we cannot do this thing to give our sister to one that is uncircumcised. Now, the key here is the twist. The key here is to where you have to take off your mind and, and, and get off the carnal and get into the spiritual side. Because right here, is where he was speaking in a in a parabolic form, but they don't know this. Because he said, for it is a reproach to us, but they talking about something else. See, they're not just talking about circumcision, but outside, out, outwardly, they think he is, but he's not. Let's go a little bit deeper. Verse 15. But is this will we cannot we cannot uh, we uh, we consent unto you, if ye will be as we be. That's impossible. That's the catch. That every male of you be circumcised. This is the twist. This is the catch. But they thinking physically, but you had to be circumcised on your heart. This is why they twisted. These, this is more so set up as a riddle. But let's move forward. We got to see this to, to, to where they're going to they gonna tie all these males up. Verse, verse 16. Then we will give our daughters unto you and we will take your daughters unto us. And we will dwell with you and we will become one people. We completely know that is totally untrue. Why? They answered them deceitfully, but they just want them to be circumcised. And if they would have been circumcised, their heart would have been circumcised and they would have known they did wrong. But they didn't catch that. So they talking about physical. 
flipping it, twisted it around the other way. And as they twisted it the around the other way, they're sitting there saying, this is how they're going to be doing, doing it. <clears throat> the law was written in Israel. However, this was a bait that, that just bait them in and it went on. And then he says, but if ye will not hearken unto us to, uh, to be circumcised, which is this is the catch, then we will take our daughter and we will be gone. This was the catch. And he's sitting there. He want to do everything he can to make sure he have Dinah. And he's sitting there talking about all we have to do is be circumcised. This is the king and the son of the prince. So he had his whole kingdom. And so when the king says something, the whole kingdom has to follow it. Let's catch it up. Let's jump down to 24. And a hammer in Shittim, his son hearkened all and went into the gates of his city and every male was circumcised. So every male was circumcised and went out the gate of the city. So every male had to be circumcised. No matter what happened, everybody had to be circumcised. Then it came to pass the third day, which is another key thing, they were sore. And two of the sons of Jacob, exactly to the point, this is the problem. Two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dana, Dinah's brethren, took each man his sword and came upon the city boldly and slew all males. These instruments of cruelty came in and did exactly what they do. You defile their sister, you're going to pay for it. Verse 26. And they slew Hamor and Shittim and his sons with the edge of the sword and took Dinah out of Shittim's house and went out. And, and what happened? All the males was killed for Israel. All the males was killed by Israel. For but what happened to Dinah? Because of what? They polluted their sister. They defiled the sister. See, they didn't they couldn't find out even even if she cared. But we already knew he took her. But even though he took her, they don't know what what went on. Because you gotta remember, she went with people, but they took her. Because this is who this man wanted. Genesis uh, 34, 27, and the sons of Jacob came upon the slain and spoiled the city because they had defiled their sister. So this is, so this troubled Jacob because they were few in number, few in number, but they were still in the land of the Canaanites and the, and the Perizzites. And this is what Jacob was worried about. He was worried because they don't went, they didn't knocked off all these people. They didn't killed all these people. And they still have these other nations that is relatives to them. But what happened? Let's move down to 31. And they said, should we deal with our sister as with the harlot? Because he went into her. And then he want to pay for her and do whatever he need to do. She is not a piece of property. She is Israel. Not a prize. Not some ritual that people like to sit there and treat our sisters. You have many of them want to just get with a sister just to say they've been with a sister. However, they still are defiling our sisters. Where? 
in movies, in videos, on the job, you name it, they do it. And we stand there and say nothing. Sisters on themselves need to stop selling themselves. And Israel men need to speak up for our sisters. This is plain, simple English. So, we can even see, when you even check some other things, what about the queen? Do you remember Queen of Sheba? It's not, it's not Queen Sheba, but the Queen of Sheba. When she went to King Solomon, she asked hard questions to him. But most people always say they don't know what questions she asks. But you got to remember, she asked hard questions to him. So these are not questions that are hidden. These questions are actually being heard and it was open. But she heard fame of the Most High God of Israel and what he did. So she went to Solomon to hear for herself. Understand, what you, understand what's going on. These questions was not hidden. It's in scripture and we're going to see some of this what's going on. Let's go over here to 1 Kings 10 and 1. It says, when the queen of Sheba, not the queen Sheba, queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon, but understand what the key is, concerning the name of Yahweh. See, concerning him. She came to prove him. She came to test him with hard questions. Test him about what? Test him about concerning this, this God. She's trying to figure out because she done heard some stuff about this guy because we're going to see all this. So the queen of Sheba, as I said, see, this is not a name, but she came from the son of Cush. See, this is this is who she is. She's from the son of Cush, so she's from the sons of Ham. You can reference this. You can go right into Genesis 10, 7. You can see it. She's been the queen from Sheba, but she was offering gifts because of his God, and she was doing that for a reason. And we're going to find all that out because and the question she wanted to ask him was concerning about the God of Israel. So we're going to see what was some of these questions, what she was asking, because this is how it went. Understand, let's look at verse two. It says she came to Jerusalem with great train. So she came there with a great train with camels that bear spices and very much gold and precious stones. And when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him. So she, when she came with this great train, she communed with Solomon and told him her concerns. She communed with him. And how were these her concerns? This is how we know. She communed with him of all that was in her heart. Just letting you know she had a problem. She wasn't going there to just sit there to just check his wisdom as far as, you know, what 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 what's what's x squared? She didn't come to do that, none of that. She came there because there was something on her heart. Same as you see, the same as with uh, Esther. Same as we see with Ruth. Same as you see with many of. She came because she was having a problem because of something she was hearing, which we will even see later. So I'm stating it now that she have heard about this God. This was her problem. So she wanted to test him for his knowledge about his God and the fame of the Most High because she was trying to find out the stories because she was hearing many things. So she, with her people, she came, she started asking him questions concerning the name of Yahweh and about 
Israel being this special people to him because he was doing all these great things for them. One must remember, and always remember, she is still from the son of Ham. And Solomon explained to her that Israel is a special people to Yahweh. Because he's going to start explaining this to her. Let's look at this. Let's go to Deuteronomy 7 and 6. It says, For thou art a holy people unto Yahweh thy God. And Yahweh thy God has chosen thee to be a special people unto himself, unto himself, above all people and upon the face of the earth. So first thing she understood <clears throat> is Israelites are a holy people unto the Most High, a chosen nation above all people upon the face of the earth. And Solomon also explained to her the nation, <clears throat> other nations are not that important to the Most High. This is why he was doing what he was doing and what he did even in Egypt. He was making her understand this, but this is also what she understood, but she wanted to come to him and she wanted to hear it from him. But we're going to see some of this here and we're going to get to that part. Let's go over here to Isaiah 40, 40 and 17. It says, all nations before him are as nothing. Understand. Only pausing for effect. All nations <clears throat> before him are as nothing. <clears throat> so the main reason she had one of the issues, this is another reason why you have so many other people write other Bibles to remove who? To remove us from the promise and to join themselves to the promise. It don't change anything, but this is what they do. This is why they do what they do. This is why you see many people like to come against the King James Bible. That's why you see they won't really like to go into the original Hebrew text because it's all there. So they like to tell you all these other texts, the, the textual raptures. They like to tell you all these other ones. These are the ones they want to use. And they are counted to him less than nothing. So it don't change anything. The promise is to Israel. Everyone else to the most high counts them as nothing. Let's, we're going to go a little deeper and we're going to see some of this. And vanity. This is what he's saying. This is what he means. See, and this is why you will not see people will like to address these scriptures on any, on any level. But let's go more. See, because he said before them, they are nothing. Second address, this is one of the reasons they actually took this out of the Bible, the, the Apocrypha. <clears throat> he said, after after these, Adam also, whom thou madest Lord. You see, you see, you, you see where it says Lord, it's just it's not a capital L. Because <clears throat> you'll see, even Abraham was considered Lord. You'll see all that always. So he was considered Lord over over all thy creatures. Of him come we all, and people also whom has chosen. So, so it's given an understanding with Adam, but he was made Lord of all creatures and come all in the chosen people. <clears throat> but he's going to get very clear as he go down. Verse 55. All these have I spoken before thee, O Lord, because thou madest the world for our sakes. Understand what he's saying. 
the world was made for our sakes. The world was made for Israel and everything in it. However, Satan currently has control of the world and is controlled by his children. So I don't care how we look at it, how we flip it, how we script it, how you want to drive it out. Scripture is scripture. The Most High Son will be the controller in the next world and Satan's sons is the controller of this world. We can flip it any kind of way you want to. It's it's right directly in scripture. But watch. Keep your finger right here. Just keep your finger. I don't actually have my um I don't have this in teeth, but keep your finger right there and let's go to Acts one and six. Made for our sakes. Let's go to Acts one and six. And let's make something clear. But keep your finger here because we're gonna continue to go down. In Acts one and six, it says, When they therefore will come together, they ask him, ask who? They ask Yahweh Shai, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Understand what he's saying. Understand what they're making, they making clear. <clears throat> this is what they make clear with him. But now let's go back to second address. Well, the first address, and let's go, let's continue down. Now, verse 56, and it says, As for other people, which also of Adam, which I'd show in another teaching, but we're going to get into that in one second. Thou hast said, Thou art nothing but unlike spittle. Thou hast likened in the abundance of them unto a drop that falleth from a vessel. Understand what is happening here. Understand what would continue to go through this. Why? Because when you're looking at this, other people, non-Israelite, came from Adam. So I do a video on this. Where did white and other people come from? But however, how other nations was here at the time of Noah. And they, in, see, they entered into the ship, which is one, the same as Lot's wife, who was the same as Japheth's wife. She was not Israel. But for the same reason, the children are called Gentiles. This is why when you're attempting other Israelites and, you, and you're having children of them and you're producing Jew, Gentile counterparts, this is what you cause your brother and sister to be in there coming in what? To cause them to sin because of you. Why? Due to the mix. And they come in abundance. This is why Japheth was separated from Israel and not Ham. Separated from the Holy Ones. However, Ham children was not. They were servants and handmaids. And that's why they were dwelling around each other and not separated as when you see Japheth. Understand that. Make sure we clear on this. Let's get some understanding here. Let's go to Genesis 37 and let's get some let's get some understanding with Joseph. And Joseph had a dream and told his brethren. They hated him yet more. Why? Because of the dream that he told his brothers, they hated him. But we're going to see what this dream was about. And he said unto them, here, I pray, I pray you this dream, which I have dreamed. See, this is Joseph. And the dream he had dreamed, we know this is a clearly a prophet, but this is not talking like we're talking today, which we have some 
where these things do not come to pass. They sit there and they come to, 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 to make sure they benefit themselves. But verse seven, and he says, behold, we were binding sheaves in the field and lo, my sheaves arose and stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood around about and made obstinate to my sheaf. So Joseph was actually telling them an allegory. Understand this is an allegory. But his brothers understood exactly what it was. This is where we're moving everybody towards because we need to understand when you're using an allegory, you don't need to understand what the allegory basically is talking about. You need to make sure that's plain English to you. This is why we this is why we get into precepts. The main reason because most people sit there and look at an allegory and can't figure it out. But watch how his brothers automatically figure this allegory out. Because it's plain English. Verse 8. And his brother said unto him, Should thou indeed reign over us? Exactly all he's saying. Because he, Joseph, was using himself as a sheave, and his brothers was also sheaves. But they're going to come and, and, and they're going to bow to him. Should thou, should thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dream and for his words. Why? Because he gave them the allegory. But you see, they didn't talk nothing about the allegory. They talking about really what the, the literal meaning on what it meant. But this is the problem I say when you even go sit in there with Gentile so-called preachers and so-called teachers. And they give you these allegories and they run you off on these puppy dog trails and they telling you an allegory and it don't mean nothing on what they just said it meant. But you see his brothers understood the, the, the allegory automatically. They took it as just regular speaking. Verse 9. And it says, and he had, a, he had yet another dream and told his brethren and said, behold, I have dreamed a dream more and behold, the sun and the moon and 11 stars. Understand. How you saying? The sun and the moon in the 11 stars made access to me. So, the sun and the moon is talking about the mother and the father. Understand that. Now, the 11 stars, he's talking about his brothers. And watch the response. <clears throat> and he told it unto his father and unto his brother. And his father rebuked him. And he just told him that. And said unto him, What is this dream thou uh, that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother, the sun and the moon, and thy brother, the stars, indeed bow down unto our, uh, uh, ourselves, unto thee, to the earth? See, this is direct. I'm talking about this is plain and simple. But watch how his brother took it, but watch how his father took it. This is the difference. Verse 11. And his brothers envied him. Envied is however his father is what? But his father observed the saying. Observed is, is the saying is, 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 is to dislike or confess the superiority of his father like Jacob. But his father observed what, what Jacob was saying. Because Jacob was different. I mean, um, Joseph was different. I'm sorry. Joseph was a lot different. Let's go back over here to, X, uh, to 2 Andrews 6. 
657. And now, Yahweh, behold, these heathens, these heathens, Gentiles, which have been reputed as nothing, have begun to be lords, small l, over us and devour us. So these ungodly people has become rulers over Israel. And they're currently doing whatever they can, whenever they can, and whatever they want to do to devour us from the earth. But it gets better. Why? Because, but we, thy people, whom thou hast called thy firstborn, thy only begotten in the favorite lover, for are given into their hands. Why? Because we're the firstborn, but guess what? We're stiff-necked people. Being a stiff-necked people, what happens? We end up going off and we're doing other things. We're going into the heathen. We're we, we doing everything that's causing us to sin, and we don't care about the sins. And we're going to go a little bit deeper in that. We're going to go. We're going to start going a little bit deeper. We're getting the foundation to get the understanding first. And then it says, if this world was now made for our sakes, why do we not possess an inherent, the inheritance with the world? How long shall we... How long shall this endure? This is this is the one of the problem because the world was made for us, as it tells you in Acts one and six. However, it's even telling you over here in Adris. But the, at the end of, at the end of the covenant, we have to understand we sinned against the Most High God, and we we in punishment. This is why nobody can get you out of it. This is why one of the biggest issues where you have people even here, Israelites even here, talking about they want reparations. We was brought into slavery because of disobedience. Understand that. We was brought into slavery under disobedience. Now the treat and the cruelty, they're gonna they gonna they're gonna pay for because the most high didn't didn't order that. But he said, But this is what they are, this is what they do, this is what they're about. So this is why we had a problem we have, but at no time that we that one man can come out and say he's going to free his people. This is this is the problem. Sitting there saying that you know uh, uh, white children and black children are going to hold their hand free at last, free at last. They are free. You're not. That that speech was over fifty years ago, and nothing changed today. But let's keep moving down. So we didn't listen to his voice, even the doctrine. And what we do in the doctrine of whoreism. This is all was told to the queen, even part of the plan to get rid of us, to get rid of Israel. And this was the psalm even of the temple singers of Aesop. Why? Because the scripture don't say if it was his uh, himself or his sons. However, we still got to remember that Aesop, the son of um, Berechiah, is it was a temple singer. And this is a psalm that they actually sung. And we're going to see some of that in there. But let's clarify who is Asaph. And the brother of Asaph, who stood in the right hand, even Asaph, the brother of Berechiah, the son of Shema. So we just want to make sure we're clear on who he is. Because David appointed him, David appointed him as the temple singer. So we got to see all what's going on. We want to understand exactly what's happening. So we're going to look at this appointment. We're going to go to the first address to see that where he appointed this and make sure that everything that's going on. See, it tells you in the first address, 115. The holy singers also, the sons of Asaph, were 
were in their order according to the appointment of David, to which Asaph, Zacharias, and, and Judithum, who was the king's re, re, reunited. So what is this? They was the Psalms to David, and they knew what it was to share his son of Solomon. So they was also told to the queen what was told, because this is the Psalm which he actually was telling. And we're going to go to Psalms 83. And it says, Keep not thou silence, O God. Hold not thy peace, be not still. This is the Psalm of Asaph. Understand. If you go back and you see it, you'll see this is the psalm of Asaph. It's not the psalm of David. And what went on? Verse 2. For lo, thy enemies have made a tumult. They have started a lot of confusion. That they that hate thee have lifted up their head. So because of the enemies of the Most High, they are enemies to Israel. Any, if, you're Israel if, you, if you're with God and, and, and they are enemy to God, they are enemy to you. If they're, and then if they're enemy to you, then they're enemy to God. I don't care how you look at it. But these was living amongst Israel, and they started being disorderly. They'd be in crowds, and they'd be disorderly, make uproars, and make confusion of the matter on, on whatever matter it is. Thy enemies has made a tumult, and they that hate thee have lifted up their head. And what went on? And they're taking crafty counsel against thy people, and consulted against thy hidden ones. So these men are being as was Satan in the garden. As this time all in Israel, we have to go on one accord, but we have to remember the entire world is the Most High's vineyard. He has hidden his people, and when he returns, he will gather them as, he, as, as, as goats and sheep. But he has spread us all over the world. We are hidden in the field, and he's going to gather us all back together. But it's more to this. Verse 4. They have said, come, let us cut let us cut them off from being a nation. They're going to cut us off from being a nation. Being called Israel. Being Israel. How? Any way possible. By any means necessary. We'll kill them off. We'll breed them out. We're going to do whatever is necessary to destroy this nation. That they, that the name of Israel be no more in remembrance. This is why they're saying that. This is why they use that. I'm talking about they kill us off at high numbers. You see them give their daughters to our sons. Especially if their sons is well to do. Give them with no problem. I don't have to even bring up names because many of you guys know who they are. You see them. They're prominent. To do what? To make Israel a weak nation to remove them from remembrance let's go to Psalm 74 get some understanding and they said in their hearts let us destroy them together they have burnt up all the synagogues of Yahweh in the land 
See, because the synagogues was originally the most highs, the Moad. This is what we need to understand. The same thing saying here is the same heart that they had. The same heart that they have here is the same heart that we're seeing in Isaiah 14 and 12. It says, Oh, how thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground, which thou weaken the nations. The nations, what? Not talking about the nations of the Gentiles, talking about the nations of Israel. It's 12 nations in there. There are tribes, 12 tribes, nations. Understand, in each nation has a name. Benjamin, Judah, and all the nations. Not talking about these other nations. It's talking about you. But let's go more. Thou hast said in thy heart exactly the same point. You go back and you can look right here. Psalm 74 and 8. They said in their hearts, let us destroy them all together. And what he said, I will ascend into the heaven and will exalt my throne above the stars of God. And I will sit on the mount of the congregation in the, in, in the side of the north. So as he said, his heart, he will ascend into the heaven and he will be the ruler over us. This is why this is happening. This is why it's set up that way. But guess what? Let's go back to Psalms 83 and 5. And they said what? For they have consulted together with one consent. They are confederate against thee. Who? You have the Hangarines, the, the uh, Edom, you have the Ishmaelites, you have the Philistines. You have others that are confederate with us, with them, to do us in against Israel. However, remember what happened in Egypt, the four kings. See, because you had the thing in Egypt, you had with the four kings, and when the brothers even came stating that we were their servants, because that's what they did. They came and clearly stated to Joshua they was the servants. See, all this stuff was being told to the queen. Because she wanted the knowledge and she wanted to know about this Lord. She wanted to know about Yahweh. But she didn't think that he would know all the stories because she heard many stories there. But let's look at one. Let's go to Joshua because we're going to look at Gibeon and the Hivite and with Israel and Joshua. Let's go to Joshua 9. And this is one of the stories, even one of the stories that was told to her. And they said unto him, from a very far country, thy servant. See, they already sent. Thy servants are come because of the name of who? The name of Yahweh thy God. Same question she came concerned about. <clears throat> she came concerned about him. And the wisdom, the knowledge, because wisdom is knowledge, the wisdom that, that Solomon had about him. Understand how, how this is playing out. She came to Solomon because of what? Concerning the Lord thy God. Yahweh thy God. They came in the, because of him. And what? For we have heard the fame of him in all that he did in Egypt. So 
these was her brothers, the ones who got hooked up in Egypt because of the name of our God and the fame that he did there. But it's even more to this. You go to verse 10. And all that he did to the two kings of the Amorites, so two kings of the Amorites got hooked up that were beyond Jordan, in Sion, king of Hasbon, a third king got hooked up, and into Og, king of Bashan, a fourth king got hooked up, which was at Astral. So he hooked up four kings in the process after they came out of Egypt. All this she already knew, and it was told to her. Understand, it was told to her. So these servants came and told them, we are your servants. We want to be on the same team. If we have to be a servant, we're cool. It's the same as the prodigal son. When he came back, he said he'll be a servant because what? You're under the wings of the Most High. When you're under his people, you're still going to be under the same wings. So she understood that they were going to do that. So they're going to cleave to Israel. For what? For servants and for handmaids. For servants and for handmaids. Let's go to Isaiah 14, 1 and 2, and it tells you right there. For Yahweh will have mercy on Jacob. So Yahweh is going to have love for Jacob and yet chose Israel and set them in their own land and, they, and the strangers shall be joined to them and they shall cleave to the house of Jacob. Mercy, you go check it, means love. He's compassionate. He's going to have compassion for Jacob. He's going to have love for Jacob. Because what? He has chosen Israel, his people, and others would join themselves to them and adhere firmly, closely, or loyally, without waverly to us, as you'll see here now, even with this queen, just ask those questions. Verse 2, and the people should take them and bring them into their place in the house and they should possess them in the land of Yahweh and for servants and handmaids. And they should take them captive who captives they were and they should rule over their oppressors. See, but you see how you have a lot of brothers out there like to teach that they're going to be like these slave taskmasters. We're going to get some understanding on we need to we need to check that part out and make sure that our brothers need some help because it's not what you think they say because that's not the truth see you're going to be they have service and handmaids but it's not as they teach because they're not telling you the truth but let's see some examples on what these servants do Let's go to Ruth. We're going to pick it up at verse 2 and 4. Chapter 2 and 4. It says, Behold, <clears throat> Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The, the uh, Yahweh be with you. And they answered, Yahweh bless thee. Understand. Now these are the reapers that are out there. And not Israel. But watch what goes on. And he answered, Yahweh bless thee. So they know of him. 
But watch this verse 5. Then said Boaz to his who? His servant that was set over the reapers. Who damsel is this? So we clearly know now his, his, his servant was like a supervisor of that day. Not being mistreated. Not being whipped on. He was a servant who was set over the reapers. He was a trusted servant. Not beating anybody down. Not doing anything wrong. And he even ate with them. These things was told to the queen. And if these things is true, why she brought payment to give something to him by way of compensation? Why? As a render of service or damage that incurred to his people that her people did. This is why. How do we know? First, let's look at Boaz say. As what as as then as the queen says. Let's go to let's look at first Kings. Well no, let's finish out. Let's go to uh, thirteen, then we're gonna go over here. Uh right here with Boaz. It says, The Lord recompense thy work. What a full reward in giving unto Yahweh, God of Israel, whose wing thou art come to trust. So she has came under the wing of the Most High, under Israel, and the Lord recompensed that as the work that she's doing, the same thing that's being payment. So the same thing you see here is the same thing you will see over there. So when she came from a far country, she considered not herself as a handmaid. However, what was Solomon she said, now she knows the truth. Why? Because this came directly from the king. But watch how the king, the queen responds to Solomon. Watch how she responds to this. Let's look at First Kings. One second, this is, uh, I thought I hit this one. Oh, wait a minute. No, I'm sorry. Let's, let's go back. Let's finish out 13. And it says, then said, let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord. See, same thing, little L. For thou hast comforted me. And for thou hast spoken friendly unto thy handmaid. Unto thy handmaid. For thou be not like unto one of thy handmaids. So even though she came up under that, but he'll find out later, she was actually Israelite. But the main thing is, she's coming in as a handmaid, the same as the prodigal son wanted to come back and, and work for his father, but this is that's a, that's on another thing. But now let's look at the response of this queen. First King ten and six. What, look what she said, and she said to the king, "It was a true report that I heard in my own land of the acts of thy wisdom." So the knowledge that he had about what he telling her about the most high God, she said, so it has to be true because he's telling her the same thing that she didn't heard already. This is all what was going on. This is all that has happened. So now she know this was true. I heard in my own land of thy acts. What acts? The acts that he that that, that the king that uh, the mo the most high God was doing. And Solomon told it to her. So Solomon, she knew Solomon, couldn't have been talking to who she heard it from. 
and who she heard it from, couldn't have went to Solomon to where they can conspire against, to where, where she come. But now she know it's true. She didn't got it from two different places. Verse 7. Howbeit I believe not the word until I come. So now she didn't even believe it. See, it's not the knowledge or the wisdom they talk about. People who are talking about just real wise. See, but the wisdom. See, it tells you also when you look at First, Second uh, um, Peter 3.16. It tells you for the wisdom given to Paul. See, it's just the knowledge that was given to him. Same as the knowledge that, that, this, that this king had also. Howbeit I believe not the words until I came. And my eyes and uh, my eyes have seen it. And behold, the half was told not, I mean, and the half was not told me. Thy wisdom and prosperity exceeded the fame which I heard. She's letting him know. I didn't hear some of this, but a whole lot of it, I didn't even know. You, they didn't even tell me some of the stuff that you're telling me. This is the thing. See, and I, that, that wisdom, that prosperity exceeded the fame which I heard. See, and this is what she, she, she knew because she was hearing about this. But we also know where, where when you get into this, you have to understand where when they went under the wings of the Most High, they're not treated in the way that these guys out there teach. Let's look at verse 8. It says, Happy are thy men, happy are these thy servants. We stand continually before thee to hear and, and that hear thy wisdom. Hear or not. These servants are happy. Not beating them where do you see this you don't see it happy are thy men so they go into the ones that going into into the kingdom that is not Israel happy are they they're going to be servants and handmaids but not as they teach see there's no gate for a Gentile to go in to worship the Most High God, there's no gate for them to go into that to that to that worship area. But in salvation, it's an area. But in that kingdom where you're going into the, the twelve gates, there's no gate for 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 anything other than than, than what you see of the twelve tribes. His servants are happy and not seen as being oppressed. Verse nine. Blessed be Yahweh thy God, which delight in thee and set thee on the throne of Israel because Yahweh love, exactly as she knows this now, love Israel forever. Why? She heard it from him and she also heard it in her own land. Therefore made thee king to do judgment and justice because he was doing righteous judgment. He was doing righteous justice. This is what she heard all in her own land. She heard all this in her own land. And then when she came to him, she heard the same identical thing from him. Verse 10. And she gave him 120 talents of gold and of spices, very great store and precious stone. There came no more such abundance of spices as these which of Queen of Sheba gave to King, gave to King Solomon. Why? 
she gave for compensation. See, she didn't hear about him. And she heard about the Most High God. And she know he's going to recompense. So she brought that for, for, for compensation. The service rendered, rendered or damage incurred while they was in the land. However, what you seen that was in the kingdom obeying the laws of the Most High. And if they didn't follow him, see, she also knew that too. And we're going to see an example of that. See, because we're going to see another example where this other man knew the same thing. And he told his king the same identical thing. About who? About Israel. Let's look at it. Judith 5 and 5. And watch this. And said to Angkor, the captain of the sons of, of Ammon, let my Lord now hear the words from the mouth of thy servant. I will declare unto thee the truth concerning this people. Concerning who? Concerning Israel. Because I'm talking about when they is following, when we follow these laws, we become a serious problem because we have a bigger fighter who can't nobody defeat. But watch, dwell near thee. See, because they dwell near them. See, the same is what happened over there. When they dwell near, we become a problem. And the heavens of the hill country, and they and, uh, and there shall no lie come out of my mouth of thy servant. You understand what he's saying? He's getting ready to just lay down some truth to him. The same truth that Queen Sheba knew about, the same truth that other ones heard about, and now he's going to lay this down to him because they wanted to go to war with them. But watch, verse 6. These people are descendants from the Chaldeans. Now, one, he knows deep stuff about Israel because this is telling you right where Abraham came from. He's telling you where Abraham's father is. Understand that. Verse 7. And they, they, they sojourned thereof in Mesopotamia because they would not follow the gods of their fathers. So they weren't going to follow the gods. Of, they weren't going follow, to follow those idols. Remember, the Most High called him out, which were in the land of Chaldea. So they already, so this, I'm talking, this guy was very knowledgeable of Israel extremely knowledgeable and he's telling him details I'm talking about important details that he knows about because I follow the land however they were worshiping false idols so we went down in verse 8 for they left the way of their ancestors and worship Yahweh of heaven see, see, see he knows this and Yahweh whom they knew, so they cast out them from the face of their gods. And they flee from Mesopotamia and sojourned there many days. So he, he's, he's telling this story. So Abraham left the way they worshiped to go to worship the, the Most High of Heaven. But watch, it's going to get even better. Then Yahweh commanded them to depart from the place where they sojourned and to go into a land of Canaan where they dwelt. And were increased with gold and silver and very much cattle. So they 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 prospered in the land of Canaan. Verse verse nine. But when the famine covered covered the, the, the land of Canaan, they went down into Egypt and sojourned there. While they were there nourished, 
they became great, great, a great multitude, so that one could not number their nation. What are they doing in the United States? They want to number you. We're not to be numbered, but they want to number you. That's another just disrespect to you. But we're going to get some understanding here. So what happened? So as they covered the famine in, in there, and, and they couldn't do this this with 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 the land. We're going to go down to verse 11. It said, therefore, the king of Egypt rose up against them and did subtly with them and brought them low with laboring in bricks. So they made them slaves and made them slaves. So this right after Joseph died, this is what started happening. So it went over a time, but then this new king didn't know David, didn't know Joseph. And then he ended up enslaving Israel. Basically what happened. So you had to go into... Um, Exodus, and you can get that get that knowledge for that. But let's move down. Verse 12. Then they cried unto Yahweh, and he smote all the land of Egypt with incurable plagues, so that the Egyptians cast them out from their sight. So from the, from the plagues that he did, he didn't he didn't want them to did the king didn't even want to deal with them no more. So the Most High started doing unthinkable things to Egypt. And not where Israel was living. So Israel was just living in another city. But then the Egyptians cast them out because these, I'm talking about uncurable plagues. They, could, they couldn't stop. Verse 13. Oh, missing one. Verse 13. And Yahweh dried the Red Sea before them. So you remember he. Moses took them through the Red Sea. He dried this the Red Sea up. He, he, he parted it to where they can go right through it. This is what he did. He split the, the, the Red Sea right before, right before their eyes. Verse 14, and brought them to Mount Sinai, which is called the Mountain of Sin. And cast forth all that dwelt in the wilderness. So he brought them to the Mountain of Sin. In 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 in, in uh, and he brought them to Katie's burn, which only means holiness or separateness. Katie's burn, that's what that means. So if you want to know what that means, that's what that means. It means holiness or separateness. Verse 15. So they dwelt in the land of the Amorites, and and they destroyed by their strength all them of Asbon and passing over Jordan and uh, they possess all the hill country. So all this stuff they were doing. So by the most high, we, they, you know, they possess the hill country. Verse 16 is going to get a lot more interesting. And they cast forth before the Canaanites, the Parasites and the Javasites and the, and the uh, Sinamites and the Jerusites, the Gergesites. They dwelt in the country for many days. So they went through. So they went through everyone in the land, because nobody could stand up to them, even though they were small in number. But watch what goes on, verse seventeen. And in which they sin not before their God, they prospered. So if they don't sin against their God, they prospered, because the God that hated iniquity was with them. So if they sin, he hate this God hates sin. It's telling God that hate sin. 
So Israel can't be sinning before the Most High on earth because the Most High hate sin. Not, oh, this is little sin. He hates sin. However, if, but when they departed from the way which he appointed them. See, so the commandments that he appointed us to do, they were destroyed. With many battles were very sore and was led captive into the lands was not theirs. <clears throat> and the temple of their God was cast to the ground and the cities were taken by their enemies. All you got to do is go away from the laws. This is what happens. It's, it's, it's that simple. It's a simple analogy and we can't follow it. They say that the, the laws are too, is too rigid. They're too perfect to be followed. And this is what happens. But it's not too hard to be followed to watch our children being killed. To where we can continue to go against our God. Verse 19. But now they will return to their God and are come up from the places where they were scattered. Scattered keys. Scattered. And they possess Jerusalem where their sanctuary is and are seated in the hill country for it was desolate. So however, the whole, they, they, they came back to the Most High God and they came back and he said, he put them right back in, the, in their place. But we, we as a whole, we can't do this. We too separate. We too, we like to look at each other and, and we always want to be better than the next one. You get these brothers, get in some of these positions and, 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 and the next thing you know, first thing they want to do, they want you to be subservient to them. You know, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dance in some of that in one second. Now, therefore, my lord and governor, if there be any error, so if it's any sin in this people, and they sin against their God, let us consider this shall be their ruin, and let us go up, <clears throat> and we shall overcome them. So he's saying plain as day, we go in there, they sinning. Let's go ahead, let's go on and consider this, and we're going to take them out. Because their God hates sin, and if they sin him, he's not there. And we can do whatever we want to do and win. We can go in there and take them out and won't have a problem. We can go in there, have less casualties, and take them out. Verse 21. But if there be no iniquity in their nation, let my Lord now pass by. So if there ain't no sin over there, best thing for us to do, just keep on walking. Least their Lord, least Yahweh, defend them and their God before them and we become a reapproach before the world. The same as Egypt. So if we keep in the commandments, the most high, best bet, we just look the other way and just keep on moving. See, this queen knew this too. But now believe what was told to others. And Solomon told her the same. This is why she gave that stuff to him. Because when she went there, service, everybody's happy. Let's look at Psalm 72. Pick it up at verse 10. Psalm 72. It says, the king of Tarshish and of the isles that bring presents. 
the kings of Sheba and Seba shall offer gifts. So he received gifts of Sheba due to the due, due, due to the obedience. However, what did the King Solomon do? See, this is the issue. What did King Solomon do? The wisest man in the world, he sinned against the most high. But how? This is the same thing. You got these brothers out there keep talking about they can have as many wives they want. They can do all this stuff. But let's see what this Solomon do. And they are many doing today. So what did he do? King Solomon uh, do to the sin? Let's see. And let's see what this sin about. And you have many brothers teaching this, but they're teaching it incorrectly. Let's go to 1 Kings 11, start at verse 1. But King Solomon loved many strange women. Oh, not Israel. He loved many strange women. Together with the daughters of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, the Amorites, the, the, the Edomites, the Zidonians, and the Hivites. The wisest man in the world. Understand. Sinning and doing what he wants. What we always say we're going to do. So the Most High made this clear. He made this perfectly clear. Verse 2. The nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, ye shall not go into them, neither shall they come into you. For surely they will turn away your heart away from their God. Turn your heart after their God. Solomon cleaved unto these in love. And you got brothers out there, oh, well, I know I can stand strong. No, they will turn you. But this is the idiocy that you'll get into with them. Other nations concerning Israel, we are not. A commandment is not to go into other nations or to come into our women because they will lead you into false doctrine. However, Solomon was all in. Let's go down and let's look at 1 Kings 11 and start at 3. Watch this. And he has 700 wives, princesses and 300 concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. And you got one woman can do that. One. One that is not Israel. You sit there and you're thinking everything all nice and jolly. And she'll be sitting there and she came from another nation. We'll turn you right away. Or you sit there, well, I worship the God of Israel, but she worshiped Buddha. But it's cool. Over time, but now let's say you have a child. Let's go right back over there and look at Solomon. It's better than not have children because that child is going to be a witness against you. Because now you've got that child. Once that child grow up, that child, somebody else, Israel, what does Israel go, 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 go after? It? Because she's a bastard. She's a mixed child. She's a, she's a, she's a testimony against you. Verse 4, for it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wife turned away his heart after other gods and his heart was not perfect with Yahweh his God as was the heart of David his father. So Solomon got old, his wife turned him away from God and this, this was a problem, this was a main reason we got split up. But verse 5, for Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Zidonians and after Malcolm and 
of Malcolm, the abomination of the Amorites. So this is pretty much what happened. Looking at all these other guys, going after anything, anything and everything. And he knows this is craziness. And what happened? And Solomon did evil in the sight of Yahweh. That's evil. That's sin. And went not and, and went not fully after Yahweh as did David his father. So this verse, if you had brothers sitting there, well, you know, that's the, you know, that's him, but we can still have many wives and we can still, you know, long as they're Israel. But then the first thing you're going to look in the Bible, remember this. So this, this is why I put this there for a key reason, because you have many brothers still going to teach that they can still have many wives because it's not in the Bible, but then they want to claim that they are kings and priests. So, if you're a king and priest, let's go to Deuteronomy 17. 17, 17. It says, Neither shall he multiply wives to himself. Who? Kings and priests. So, that's one of the problems. And his heart should be turned away. Neither shall he greatly multiply to himself silver and gold, but multiply wives. You have one more, you got wives. One, wife. Two, wives. So, if you're a king and talking about you're a king, okay, then you got a problem if, you, if you're doing that because most people want to say it's not nowhere in the Bible, but it's right there, plain, plain as day for you. And they have doctrines out there that falsely telling these women this, that they can have more than one wife, which is a lie. However, Solomon did and went after clear instruction that he was not to do. The same today brothers do. So demographics is the killer of nation. If we are sinning, we walk in contrary to the Most High. He makes this clear because he told us clearly, do not go into other nations. Let's go ahead and Leviticus. And we're going to see, if you walk contrary unto me and will not hearken unto me, I will bring seven times more plagues upon you according to your sins. So, if we walk contrary to them, not listening, being hard-headed, you will put plagues on us according to according to our sins. Marrying outside the nation, other nations, dating, blood pressure, you know, so when we have all these problems, blood pressure, we, 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 we eat sea roaches, you know, your cholesterol go up, unclean animals, is clearly was told not to do. Disease is taking us out according to what? According to our sins. This is why. We have to understand. Because why? Because we will not hearken. We will not listen to what he told us. Not ask us, told us. We are a chosen people. It comes with rules. We need to follow them. Period. Verse 22. I will send wild beasts among you and shall rob you of your children and destroy your cattle and make you few in number and your highways shall be desolate. So he's going to make us few in number. Through what? Through disobedience because we won't listen. Verse 23. And if you will not be reformed by me, by these things, so even some of us are going to be so hard-headed and going to overlook what is being taught and overlook what is said and overlook everything. If you will not be reformed by these things, that all these things that he's going to do to you, 
and you're not going to be formed by these things, but just walk contrary unto me, as he said, you're just going to walk contrary unto him? Verse 24, then I also walk contrary unto you. See, this is part that they don't want to get into. See, they don't think the Most High will all won't do them in. They, oh no, He's just loving. He said, "Oh yeah, He's all that and more." But if you continually do wrong, do not think He will not destroy you. This is what we need to make sure we clearly understand. But people sit there, they oh loving, 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 loving. You go, you go into these Christian with the stupid people church. You go in there and they teach loving, 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 loving. And we can break it. We can break this. They go back there, have dinner, have lunch, eating pork, doing all kind of things. And he's telling you clear. He's sitting there, told you, don't go into these women. Don't go into these men. Don't let these men come into you. Then will I also walk contrary unto you and will punish you yet seven times your sins. Are we clear? This is how serious he is. Yet, we want to put ourselves into position that he's supposed to just forgive us for whatever we continually do and he's telling you right in his book what not to do. You have people reading these, these dumb commentaries. Dumb talking, just stupid commentaries and they philosophizing to make you break his laws. You have other nations giving you their women as the objective. They confederate with one another. They they in cahoots with each other. To what? To weed us out. To make us no more in existence. And he already said, wherever we go, wherever we go, wherever he scattered us, he scattered, he scattered us all over the world. He told us what to do. He gave us instructions. It's in his book. Let's go to Jeremiah 29.4. He's thus said, Yahweh of hosts, the God of who? The God of Israel. He told you this. Unto all that are carried away captive. What was that for? How did we get here? We was carried here captive in the loins of our fathers. Whom I have caused to be carried away. Why? Go to Deuteronomy 28. You'll see why. From Jerusalem unto Babylon. Why? Disobedience. We was carried away for our homeland into Babylon. Why? And we didn't confess. It said many read the uh, Genesis 9, 11, 11 and 9 talking about Babylon. But Babylon means the gate of God. See, Babel and Babylon don't mean the same thing. Don't never get this stripped up. But you got many going to teach. Both of them mean one of the same. And it don't. Babylon means gate of God. And I will continue to say, even for my students in this, who knows this, who use outside resources for heathens. However, we got to understand exactly what stuff means. Verse 5, build ye houses and dwell in them and plant garden and eat the fruit of them. 
See, this is what he said we have to do. When we scattered here, this is what we have to do. Build houses and you dwell in them. Plant garden, you eat of them. But he got some more here. He got, he, got, he got some more instructions we need to understand. Take ye wives and begot sons and daughters. And take wives for your sons and daughters. So we got so we got to stay within within our own. And give your daughters to uh, for husband that may bear sons and daughters that ye may be increased there and not diminish. How you gonna how you gonna increase there and you mix in the seed? Take wives from within your nation, not other nations. He already warned us what in the first thing. Well, all you gotta do is remember Malachi three and six. Well, I'm the Lord. I change not. So the sons and daughters will increase and not diminish in number. However, you have a problem out there because what? You will begin you will be getting into, and we will get into this even a little bit more. Verse 7. And seek peace in the city whether I have caused you to be carried away captive, and pray unto Yahweh for it, for in peace thereof shall ye have peace. So if we all were doing the same thing, making sure all of us follow the same thing, peace will be here. You will have peace. Craziness will be going on around you, but you will be in peace because he will protect you. But we don't want to do this. We want to do everything opposite. Verse 8. But thus said Yahweh host, the God of Israel, let not your prophet be um, diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you. Who? I have a dream, I have a dream. That's one of them. See, you see, many people like to hold him at a high stature, but I can understand what you was deceived from. But when you find out that he was actually trying to eliminate your people through Planned Parenthood and he was one of the main vehicles to put Planned Parenthood in your city, that was your enemy. So you have many people who have an issue when I speak about Martin. But what you got to remember is if he was trying to kill off Israel and then he also called Israel a bunch of dumb people, all you got to do is go look at your history. You can actually even go into the government site and pull all this same information that I did. He got awards from Margaret Singar for putting Planned Parenthood in your cities, for putting Planned Parenthood in your neighborhoods. All you got to do is go back and look at the video. Everything is there. This is part of the problem because they deceive you. Having a dream. You see, it said, neither hearken to your dreams which it caused to be dreamed. Verse 9, for they prophesied falsely in my name. I have not sent them, saith Yahweh. He ain't sent them. Over 50 years, over 50 years ago, he said that. What changed? but our people is being killed. And then even ones who's having, getting pregnant, they're going to Planned Parenthood, which is a stupid name. How are you going to Planned Parenthood, but they're planning to get rid of your child? And they said, well, it's not actually uh, becoming human or whatever they want to say, whatever it is at, before that time. At conception, that is a baby. But they would deceive you the other way. 
So now one's telling you whatever they want to tell you. They got these all ones telling you, oh, well, you know, Martin is Martin that, this or that. He was a Satanist just like everyone else. Why? He was getting rid of your people. So people can say whatever they want, but don't never say something and you can't back it up. Not with no facts. You can't back it up. See, he had the three God too. See, that's the one he believed in. But they secretly is lusting at the flesh. So next time you see or you think you can marry a nation, it's your choice. You need to think about this. Always remember this. Never forget this. Isaiah 45 and 4. For Jacob, my servant's sake, for Jacob and Israel, my elect. Understand what he's saying here. I have called thee by thy name. I have surnamed thee, though thou have not known me. Understand what he's saying here. So he elected us. And we are his servants. But he goes on more. I am Yahweh. There is none else. That's what you need to remember. That's what you better remember. There is none else. I am Yahweh. See, he's telling you his name. Now he's going to tell you his title. There is no God besides me. See, there is no Elohim. See, that's not plural. That's singular. But their teacher is plural because they're trying to push that Trinity doctrine on you. So whoever tell you Elohim mean that, they're going to take you to a concordance which is created by them. They're going to take you to everything and going to sit there and tell you there's more than one to push that doctrine. Tell them to prove it in King James Bible because they can't. Lord is his name. His Yahweh. There is no Elohim besides me. I girded thee. He girded thee. Meaning he invested in us. That's all he's saying. Though thou hast not known me. So he goes on in his word, in his law. So we are the clay. He's the potter. We're the temple. He dwells in the house. As he forms us and he builds us up, then he moves into his house. Not made with hands. So that's the, that's the analogy of the potter in the clay. As he molds us the way he wants us, then once he has it, his house the way he wants it, then he dwells in it. See, that's potter's house. He gonna do it the way he wants it. And then he going to dwell in it. So when you marry another nation and when he said not to, you're seeing in the children that from that union is a witness against you because you and others has caused this child to sin. Think I'm playing? Let's go over here. Let's look at Exodus 10 and 2. And it says, And, and Shania, the son of, of, of uh, Jeho, one of the sons of Elam answered and said unto Ezra, we have trespassed. They sinned 
against our God and have taken strange wives of the people of the land. We're in the land, we're in the land now, but let's go on. Yet there is hope in Israel concerning this thing. So this, they have sinned against the Most High, married strange women, non-Israelite, people from the lands he sent to us. He sent, he sent us to. Verse 3. Now therefore, let us make a covenant with our God. See, now they're talking about they got to go, they're trying to go right back. Put away all the wives such that are born of them, according to the counsel of my Lord, and of those that tremble that commandment of our God and let it be done according to the law, according to what came out of the most high mouth. Now you want to come back into the covenant? How? According to the counsel of Ezra. The Lord, because they are fearing the commandments of the most high in the law. Ezra also had to stand up and speak on this. So let's jump to that and see what he spoke on. Let's go to Ezra 10, start at 10. It says, Ezra the priest stood up and said unto them, Ye have transgressed. So he's letting them know, you sinned. And it's taken strange wives. So as he's taken a strange wife, and you increased the trespass of, of Israel. So he's letting you know, you, you're doing the sin. Taking these strange wives, and, and, and you increased the sins of Israel. Let's move a little bit more. Verse 11. Now therefore confess unto Yahweh God of your fathers, and do his pleasure, and do his his pleasure, not do your pleasure, do his pleasure and separate yourselves from the people of the land and from the strange wives. See, that's what I say. A lot of people don't want to do this. But we need to understand demographics is killing us. Let's go a little bit deeper. Let's go 12. Then all the congregation, all the congregation answered and said with a loud voice as thou hast said so must we do must command so must we do why because it's a commandment we have to remember Solomon and what happened to him the king don't remember Nehemiah tell you about it but we're going to get into that but what we got to remember is when you're dealing with strange wives and strange husbands, this is what you're dealing with. But let's go over here to Nehemiah. Let me let Nehemiah tell you about it because it's coming directly out the book. And Nehemiah tells you, 1326, did not Solomon, king of Israel, sin by these things? Did not he do this? Yet among many nations were there no king like him who was beloved of Yahweh and Yahweh made him king over all Israel. Nevertheless, even him did outlandish women cause him cause to sin. Saying the same, why is this man walking? But outlandish women caused him to sin. Why? Because they bring other doctrines in. Softening the heart. Don't want to hurt their feelings. He was the king over all Israel. Love. But strange women, what did he do? He sinned against the Most High. Why? Dealing with strange women. Verse 27. Shall we then hearken unto, 
unto you and do all this great evil and transgress against our God? Really? And marry strange wives? So this great evil of marrying outside the nation is against the Most High. So we need to listen to the prophet Adris and obey the Most High words. So here's the words still from the same person. But let's go into 1st Adris 9 and pick it up at verse 7 and get some more over there. So he arose and said unto them, he's, he's mimicking what he just said over there in, 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 the, in the people who had the other book. We have transgressed the law in marrying strange wife, thereby to increase the sins of Israel. So we increase the sins of Israel. How? By marrying strange wife. Now by confessing, give glory unto Yahweh God of our fathers. So we got to give glory to him and do what? And do his will, his will, not yours, and separate yourselves from the heathen of the land and from strange women. Because they're going to come all kinds of ways. Same as you got our, our young kids who's out there who's um, athletic and, and they know certain uh, sports fields. They're out there. See, you need to make your sons and your daughters understand those are against you. And see, when they do it, it's a sin. And then they have a child, it's another sin. Because now they're going to they're gonna call somebody else to sin by messing with their child. This is how this works. Verse 10. Then cried the whole multitude and said with a loud voice. Again, he, he's repeating the same thing. Like thou hast spoken. Because he already said it one time. Like as thou hast spoken, so will we do. This is completely clear. Completely clear. So, all these that have taken strange wives and put them away with their children. Now, so remember this, my brothers and sisters. Beware of whoredom, marrying outside the nation. So I will leave you with the words of Tobit. This is what I'm going to leave you with. The words of Tobit. Tobit 4 and 12, we're going to see what he says. And he says, beware of all whoredom, my son. And chiefly take a wife of the seed of thy fathers and take not a strange woman to wife, which is not of thy father's tribe. He's making himself perfectly clear. If you're not Israel, he's saying don't deal with it. Same thing with the women. If he's not Israel, don't deal with him. For we are children of the prophets, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Remember, my son, that our fathers from the beginning, even that they all married wives of their own kindred and were blessed in their children. Understand what that were blessed in their children and were blessed in their children. So you can't have a bastard blessed in their children. And their seed shall inherit the land. So, demographics is killing us without firing a shot. We have many people will continue to do things against what is taught. You can go through this teaching 50 times, but you will have some people who might comment and might try to put other things there 
to show that it's okay. It's not. So as I said before, you have many people, you comment, you can't back it up with no scripture. Pretty much, as I said, it will be deleted. Any kind of just racial or whatever kind of comment, delete it. Do not waste our time. We are not here. And as I told people, I am here to teach Israel. Period. To give you knowledge of the most high, to teach you what you need to know. I'm not here to teach any any other thing or any other type of doctrine. I'm here to teach the doctrine of the King James Bible. That's what I'm here for. That's what I do. So many people have some issues with it. Some people have problems with other things. But what we need to understand is this. We have been in the dark and we have been under sin for many years. We need to we need to obey the most high and come back to his law, statute, and commandments to where we as one people can understand exactly what we need to be doing. So with that, I bid each and every person, hopefully you had some understanding from this, and we will be giving you some other information probably later on in the, during the week, but we will be doing other teachings, and we will teach and make sure that each and every person, especially Israel, will always get truth, and that's the only truth that it comes through King James, that's why I'm here, and we'll be coming through with the lost sheep of Israel, because that's, that's the only way we do, and all my teachings are always directed to them. So, with that, I bid each and every one a shalom.